welcome back to the No Wrong Turns podcast. I'm your host, Audrey the Hickman Hunter. The No Wrong Turns podcast talks to people about their story and their passions. It aims to see how their passions have evolved and grown throughout their story. Today on the podcast, we have Chris Shea. I met Chris when my family and I began attending the Salvation Army in my middle school years. A little fun fact is that Chris was actually my high school Sunday school teacher, as well as being the World Missions Director for the Salvation Army, which I also had the opportunity to be a part of during three different summer missions trips. Today, Chris shares her story on how she transitioned from being a physical education teacher to a World Missions Director. You are going to want to lean in and not miss hearing about how Chris developed and found her passion for teaching young people and for world missions. No matter if this is your story and you can relate to her or not, I believe that there's something here in this episode for you. All right, here's my conversation with Chris. So this is our second episode of the No Wrong Turns podcast, and we have Chris Shea on with us. So thank you so much, Chris, for being our second episode guest. Thanks for inviting me. And first of all, I just want to get to know you a little bit. So if you want to share maybe where you're from, fun fact or two, maybe a little short life summary, just to give us a little bit of framework of who you are. Hmm. Well, I currently, uh, for the last 34 years, have lived in Hinsdale, Illinois. I've been in Illinois my whole life, but have had the opportunity to travel quite a bit, uh, which is nice. Um, I've always enjoyed the outdoors, and I've always enjoyed adventures. And so, um, gratefully, the things that I'm interested in allowed me to uh, pursue both of those enjoyable activities in my life as part of not only a passion, but my ministry. So that was exciting. I have uh, three children uh, with Mick, who I've been married to for 41 years. And he's wonderful. And we have a great uh, life together. I'm grateful for that um, very much. Awesome. So let's jump into some first questions some beginning questions to get to know a little bit more about you. What was your first job or what did you go to college for? I guess we could start there. Sure. I went to college uh, for physical education. I enjoyed sports in high school and I didn't really have a sense of what I wanted to do with my life. Um, And so I went for phys ed, which was fun and really learned that I enjoyed uh, teaching and, and, uh, you know, teaching people in all kinds of situations not necessarily in a school situation, though I did mm. uh, do a few years in the school system, but um, that led to some other opportunities in life. So then after you graduated college with your phys ed degree, what was your first job after college? I actually was a substitute teacher and then worked at Downers Grove South in the phys ed department for three years. Oh, okay. And did you just make this choice because of proximity to where you're already living or? uh, Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Yeah. So from there, can you kind of just lead us kind of maybe through just maybe a turning point? Because I know that you did not spend the last uh, several years being a physical education teacher. (laughs) So could you kind of just walk us through how you got to your 
job before you retired? <laughs> yes, it, it it's pretty easy. Um, I uh, when I had my children, I had the luxury of just working part time. I taught at uh, the YMCA for eight years. In the meantime, at my church, I was asked to be the volunteer youth director and uh, enjoyed that very much, got to work with the young people. And then the uh, church asked me to consider applying for an actual paid position, which I did and I got. And within the first year of that paid position, I felt led to give these young people an experience outside of their context. And so took a group of young people to the Bahamas to run a day camp program that, uh, you know, it's similar to what happens here, but just in another culture. And Mm -hmm. that began in 1994 and continues uh, to this day, actually, which is really great and gave me a taste of um, working, ministering uh, in another culture, which I just enjoyed very much. Uh, with young adults. So it was really a win-win. And I think that's what led to today's job. In uh, In 2000, I did feel being that I was being led away from that job, though I was enjoying it very much. And another position opened up with uh, the Salvation Army Territorial Midwest Headquarters to be in their department working with youth. And that involved then overseeing their summer mission team program. And uh, I did that for five years. And then from there, I was asked this all, there were no interviews for any of this. I was then, I was, it's amazing. I was then asked to go ahead and lead a a bureau that became a department uh, that oversaw all the missions for the central United States uh, Salvation Army. So that's kind of the how that all worked. Wow, no interview. That's crazy. <laughs> no interviews uh, past the early on ones uh, for teaching. You know, th- those were painful yeah. enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sometimes they ask you questions and you just have to pause and say, I didn't prepare for this. Give me exactly. a moment. Exactly. Awesome. Yeah. So it was very, very exciting uh, just to see, you know, how the path was for me all along the way. And I believe that that was God's plan for my life. So would you say then from what I've heard you say about your life and your story, would you say that your passion, one of your passions would be young people? And if not, then let me know what you what you think <laughs> no, your passion it is. It absolutely is. It absolutely is. Um, I went to a retreat once with for veteran youth workers, which is very interesting. Just a small group, maybe twenty people, with a pretty high profile youth worker that was known nationally at the time, and um, they asked, you know, why do you do what you do? And what I said then, I I say it today as well, and that was. I love when kids get it, when you watch them in their formation, uh, being teenagers, young adults can be so hard. There's a lot of stress. There can be anxiety and um, they're not sure about faith. They're not sure about life. And as the pieces start to fall together through mentoring, through experiences, um, oh, it's just great to see when they get it. And suddenly, you know, they're just whole people. It's a wonderful mm-hmm. thing. I never get tired of that. Do you have any other passions that kind of are on this, would you say? 
Well, I had I found then that the intercultural experiences, missions, uh, became quite a passion for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt very strongly that it was important that the young adults that traveled from this country to other locations in the world understood that they were partnering with a location and not just uh, going on some kind of a trip, you know, to check it off a list, mm-hmm. uh, just kind of the ethnocentric attitude that we as Americans can have. Um, so that that became very important to me. And, and alongside that, that's always been a passion for myself and my husband is just enjoying also the beauty of creation. So we have enjoyed hiking and backpacking through the years and biking and all things outdoors. Um, yeah, goes along with that. So when you get to go somewhere then and see something new, that's, uh, that's very exciting uh, to be able to immerse yourself in that situation, especially if it's outside of a city. Not actually mm-hmm. much for a city. I can enjoy them, but I'm happier when I'm in a green space. Hmm, you sound like my husband. <laughs> he loves the green, <laughs> and I love go. the city. <laughs> um, uh, shoot, I forgot my next question. Uh what do you think, um, you kind of highlighted uh, a couple of passions, young people and world missions. What do you think these passions, what do you think has helped you become kind of successful or I don't know if that's the right word, has propelled, I guess, your, your passion for these or helped you to become more developed? Does that make sense? Yes, actually, that's a great question. I think that what has helped me is having the humility to observe and learn, to, um, I, I had not lived overseas, and that was very humbling for me, so I made sure that I went back to school, I got my master's with a missions, world missions emphasis, I wanted to try to fill in the blanks to learn as much as I could, so that I would be engaging in, an, in a way that was respectful of other cultures mm-hmm. and countries, and, and even the same thing with, with working with youth, to go to uh, seminars, to read, uh, to just try to have an understanding, not only of young people, but young people today. What, what's happening in culture today that's mm-hmm. affecting, you know, it's not about, well, in my day, it's actually, <laughs> it's different than my day. And so what do I need to know that might allow uh, young people to gain trust and to be able to receive messages and to learn and be on the path themselves. I think the one thing that stuck out to me in your answer is education and mm-hmm. just like always wanting to keep learning and keep learning about things that like you just said about the young people today, what they're interested in and what they're what, what's getting their attention. Yeah, yeah. Do you have a favorite memory or maybe one or two that are related to your passions of young people and world missions that you would like to share? Well, I think that, um, yeah, I have many wonderful <laughs> memories, actually. I'm sure. So many memories. But um, I think that the best, the best thing is when you're able to maybe be with these young people, which I have been able to in different countries, to work alongside with them and then to hear their heart as they start to open up and say, I've done things here that I've never done before in my life. Mm -hmm. I could be doing some of these things back home. 
or I want to pursue more in the in the area of of justice or in the area of um, you know sociology, whatever. Uh, just to really understand um, when when you again, I guess it's going back to those experiences of seeing them get it. You know, I was in uh, Ukraine with a group years ago. Uh, we were out on a farm. Um, you know, it's midnight sun, so we're not eating until 10.30 at night, outdoors, a big barbecue. And uh, we're asked to do some things that, you know, we may never have done before in that context, uh, you know, in terms of leading kids, but also living with them in community all together on this farm. Um, the lessons learned by the young people that were part of that team, I, I got to observe and enjoy as I saw them starting to, you know, spread their wings, so to speak. And gain courage to, to enter into it. A funny part of that experience too, by the way, was two of these young adults, they saw this man with a yoke on his shoulders and he is plowing the ground by hand. Wow. And uh, they wanted to try that. And so they put that <laughs> yoke on their shoulders and they tried it. And one of the two young people, he had to go around to the side of a outbuilding and throw up because it was so hard and he oh my was, goodness it was terrible but you saw the strength of the of the man who was who was operating this this farm in this field mm -hmm. um, and you just start to learn wow you know I don't do that kind of physical work or I don't do this kind of uh, teaching without resources or whatever whatever the experience mm -hmm. is you know there's just so many things and then you go home and say I have all the resources all the options in the world to be fully healthy in every way and, and knowledgeable and educated and walking with God. Um, why am I not taking advantage of that? And that's great when people can kind of put that together. Wow. That's quite a difference from trying something out and not thinking maybe it'll be a little easier. <laughs> right? <laughs> not so much. Thank you for sharing that. It's kind of funny but not at the same time because I'm hearing you say that. <laughs>this episode of the No Wrong Turns podcast brought to you by Jazz Hands. What's better than a relaxing day at the spa? I'll tell you, receiving a soothing massage treatment in the comfort of your own home. Jazz Hands is a massage company that provides one-hour and two-hour massage treatments, all without the stress of a commute. Your therapist arrives to your home with all the necessary equipment to create a relaxing massage experience. Choose between a chair or table massage and let your therapist do the rest. Services include pediatric massage, athletic and sports massage, Swedish, deep tissue, and lymphatic drainage. Need something to spice up your next date night? Jazz Hands offers couple massages as well. Upgrade your self-care night with the wellness experience of your dreams. For booking, contact jasminelemassage at gmail.com. That's spelled J-A-S-M-I-N-E-L-E-I-G-H M-A-S-S-A-G-E at gmail.com. Again, that's jasminelemassage at gmail.com with massage in the subject line. Enjoy. So your, your passion for young people and rural missions and I would say education, it sounds like, as well are these passions that your your friends and your family understand or have you felt like in your 
career or careers. You were friends and family who didn't understand why you were pursuing this passion. It's, it's not that there wasn't support. There is mm-hmm. support, absolutely. But um, particularly world missions and, and that type of thing where you're, you're training teams and taking them into experiences, diverse experiences, that's, that is a very uh, small world. People do not understand that. Um, they say everything from, why don't you just send the money to, um, you know, these kids are just spoiled Americans. And there can be truth to some of the statements. But what they have not always understood is our desire is to do these things with excellence. That would be, like I said, a partnership and not um, the West to the rest kind of an attitude. So it, it's a little bit of a, a lonely club. Not Most people who have not experienced uh, overseas missions in any way don't have a real full understanding of what benefits there can be. And, and I want to say quickly, one of the great benefits is simply diplomacy. We represent this country. And uh, when people look at you and see that they're not ne- that you are not necessarily how they are por- how people are portrayed on the news, that's a wonderful mm-hmm. thing. And so I believe that um, God honors that. It's it's good. Yeah, I've definitely experienced the seeing uh, being overseas and seeing the kind of ugly American persona right. played out and been yeah. so embarrassed. Exactly to see that. Whenever I, I've been in some different situations and when some people are like, oh, wow, you seem so, like, name another country and so not American. And I'm like, oh, thank you. Because I know that being that when they say American, they mean it in kind of like a <laughs> negative, mean way, you know. Right. And, and, so. and you know, it, people are who they are. They don't understand that Americans are actually very loud and um they are very ethnocentric. Um, they don't mean to be. They, they've not had the education. No one's mm-hmm. told them that it's not actually all about them. And so <laughs> um, it is frustrating when you see that played out in a bad way. And so um, it's definitely been my desire that it would be played out in a way that really just brings joy to everybody involved and relationships are formed. It's a, a good thing. Is there anything that you can highlight for us that maybe about how you grew up, maybe like college and below that would connect with your your passions and your story that kind of maybe planted like a seed or started the curiosity for teaching and education and world missions from maybe college <clears throat> or below? I did not grow up in a situation that experienced the where I experienced much. Uh, travel at all. My folks were not of of much means. We enjoyed going up to their small and rather humble cottage up in Wisconsin every summer, and that was wonderful to us. We did not travel elsewhere in the country, so that part definitely didn't come from my upbringing. Uh, When I was in high school and in some sports and had the chance to to be the senior that's kind of working with the the, or the freshman, uh, some of those little experiences, I started to enjoy definitely the teaching role. And so I think it was through the teaching that then the other passions grew. Um, obviously, the opportunity to go overseas started with just going to the Bahamas year after mm-hmm. year. 
and kind of just snowballed from there as my opportunities in employment grew. And I did have a desire pretty quickly then that um, people understood, that young people understood God's love was for the nations, not just for uh, their small youth group or, or whatever might be in their minds, that it's the world. What advice would you give to someone who's wanting to kind of enter in or learn more about world missions or teaching young people? I know one of the things you highlighted was education, but do you have any maybe more specific advice on young people who are interested in world missions, Some something that they could do? It's That's a good question. I think that it's really important that young adults um, get involved in in whatever local context they can in their church. Um, if they have missions in the church, get involved with them. Get involved in them beyond taking a mission trip, and mm-hmm. you know, learn. You know, do they have a specific children's home that they sponsor? Is there, you know, what are the different aspects of international work uh, that that might be happening in the areas that they're frequenting? Uh, specifically, perhaps their home church, and then you know, volunteer and and be that person. Volunteer when you know, in in the job I had, we would have volunteers come in March and in June that would just help with things. And um, one of those volunteers ended up being an intern this very last summer. Um, and that person, though she is a teacher, if she was to apply uh, for a job opening. I would give her a great reference. You know, you, you've got to find a way to uh, to do things without pay because there's not a lot of openings in, in missions. And yeah. uh, but as it's like any it's like, you know, positioning yourself. It's like networking, like mm-hmm. anything. Find those jobs you can do uh, that you just do because of the love of doing them. Mm-hmm. And then uh, as people get to know you that way. Um, some doors will most likely open. By all means, then, if you see that that is a passion, get at least uh, a measure of education behind it, maybe a teaching degree with a missions emphasis or, you know, there's so many varieties out there now that you can do that will, you know, give you uh, some of the tools you need. There's nothing like being on the ground working these things. There's nothing like that, of course. There's a lot of things you can fill in with education that will strengthen and perhaps give you some credibility. But uh, alongside that, for me, if I know someone has been a, a faithful volunteer, you know, just doing the work that needs to be done, both in learning about missions in their church, but then working with youth as well, that goes a long way. It goes a long way in uh, giving them some credibility to take some next steps to be trusted with leading. You know, we, we in the department I just uh, retired from, we would uh, call up people and say, we need three extra people to go visit this team that's in such and such a place for a week or whatever. And, and uh, often the folks we'd call couldn't believe that they just were asked to do this. Um, But it was because we had seen their dedication in volunteering and in, in just being good leaders and, and, uh, taking the next steps, giving them new opportunities. In other words, they're not just saying to me, I have a passion for missions. Almost everyone who goes on a mission trip actually comes home kind of with this, I have a passion for missions 
um, because they're they're affected by it. They're profoundly affected, and I do appreciate that. But what I see on the ground level back home faithfully played out, um, you know, there's so much to be learned with working with young people, with with learning as you go along. Um, yeah, that gives some credibility. To kind of piggyback off of the same question, did you have, have any specific resources that either you could recommend or that really helped you along the way? I know you talked about like getting a degree, but I don't know if there was any kind of specific book or, or I don't know, well, blog or something like that. That's Yes. Over time, we have um, kind of slowly developed our own resources, but we started out with, uh, there was a company called The Next Mile, had lots of really good youth ministry resources that can be used for adults as well uh, for missions, the next mile. The other thing that we still use is the standard of excellence in short-term missions, and that can be seen at soe.org. And there are seven standards, and when you read them, you start to realize this is not just some fun and games trip. Um, they take it very seriously and there's, it's just an excellent baseline to consider, you know, am I serious about this? Is it going to be about me or is it going to be about, uh, the people that I'm going to minister to and, and about really doing what Jesus would want us to do? So SOE.org, great resource. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. I feel like I've gotten to know you a little bit better and <laughs> gotten to pull some highlights about your, your passions out. Is there anything more about world missions or young people I didn't ask about that you would want to share? Um, hmm. Not that's fine. Well, I think you've done a good job in covering it. Um, I think if I, if I was still in the department, um, I have so many ideas, too many ideas. One of the things <laughs> I'd love to see happen a little bit more perhaps, is uh, what what is done at my home church, Oak Brook Terrace, but could be done even more, and it's not easy to always do, so it's not a criticism. But they will uh, have some of the trips they take the Bahamas where a parent and the teen will go. And mm -hmm. I think even a parent and a young adult, there's something in just this holistic relationship that while you're together uh, working in a different culture, you're also learning a lot about each other and how you relate to each other. And uh, there's some bonds that can be deeply strengthened as a result. And the value of that, of course, is, um, as I said early, it's not easy to be uh, a teenager or even a young adult in this day and age. There are many stresses. And as a parent and a young adult or teen spend time together in this way, that's pretty powerful. That's a whole package as far as I'm concerned. Um, there's an understanding that they have uh, that they that no one else has as they have worked with this specific group of folks for that time period in that culture that never can be taken away from them and they have that mm -hmm. forever and um, while the parent-child relationship isn't the only thing I think sometimes we're so anxious to take young people and uh, bring them into our youth groups and other settings when in fact uh, the strength of their family relationships can be, go a long way in helping them towards their path of finding what they should be doing, their calling, and wholeness of spirit. I think that's really, really good. I think it kind of reminds me a little bit of 
the just the camp relationship as well like when you go to camp and you then all of a sudden you leave and you have all of these new best friends mm-hmm. but it's a totally different uh level when it's your your parent or your child but still having that kind of same bubble that you're in for a little for a week or so yeah yeah it's fun you you'd be able to look back on those times and laugh about them and and uh and it it just is a bit of a bond that i think is an is a bonus really mm-hmm. and, and brings world missions and and working with youth together so yeah so i have one uh final question for you today and it's a question that i'm trying to end all the podcasts with and it's just asking what's fueling you today and what's fueling your passion this could be anything from a new coffee drink to a book, a TV show, <laughs> a new new favorite part of town, maybe a new place in Door County you guys found. <laughs> I think what's fueling us is we're in we're in an obvious life change. We are retired. We are going to sell a home we've lived in for 34 and a half years. Um, we are going to buy a new uh, town home, and we're going to live up in Door County in the summer. And so uh, what's fueling it all is just a gratitude, actually, that we have to God that he has allowed us the life he has given us. However many days given to us, uh, we have a lot of gratitude. Um, We have a granddaughter that motivates us and perhaps, yes, does fuel us. We love our family. (laughs) We love our friends. We love our church. So uh, we are we're we're grateful people. Um, Life can be very hard, but we see that God has been very gracious to us. And so that's what I would say about that. That's great. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for um, coming on and taking, letting me take some of your time to hear about your story and your passion. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you again for the invitation. Thanks, Audrey. loved getting to chat with Chris and hear her wisdom. I hope that we are all encouraged about how Chris found her passion for teaching and how it further developed into several different career positions with young adults in the states and other countries and even in other cultures. You might be like Chris and in a job that you enjoy but feel like God is leading you to another position that might ultimately be an even better fit for your passions and your giftings. My prayer is that you consider what God has for you and what he might be leading you to. Thanks for listening to the No Wrong Turns pod with me, Audrey the Hickman Hunter, your host. If you like our show and want to check out uh, more, check out our Instagram and Facebook at No Wrong Turns pod, or please leave us a rating and review on iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify. This helps other people to be able to see the podcast when they're searching in the app. I wanted to share a few reviews to end us for today. Thank you to KJ Kumar, who wrote, I know I just gave this five stars and there aren't any episodes yet, but I know and love Audrey and can guarantee this is going to be the best. Thank you for your kind review before the pod even dropped, Karen. Next, I want to give a shout out to one of my old college friends, April Teacout, who wrote, very interesting topic and one everyone can relate to. Love the conversation. Love that the conversation is very organic and free-flowing and you feel like you're just talking to a couple of friends. Thanks for your listen, April. We also had a review from G underscore money 101 
who wrote, No Wrong Turns is the Right Turn. I have never listened to podcasts until now. I have only listened to the first episode, and I can say this podcast is worth the hype. Anticipating the next episode. Thank you for your listen and for the hype for the No Wrong Turns pod, G Money, G underscore Money 101. And lastly, we have a review by Rosie Panda, who might be a fellow AOPI. Rosie Panda wrote, Girlfriends talking over coffee, inspired by the wisdom, especially the seeking contentment wherever we are and seeking the positive, not the negative. Thanks, Audrey and Lacey. Thank you for your listen, Rosie Panda. And lastly, I, as I was checking out the analytics to be able to see where people are downloading the podcast from and what platforms, I saw that we had a download in Guam and a few downloads over there in New Zealand. So I wanted to give a special shout out to our international listeners. Thank you all for your listen. I hope you all join us in two weeks for our next episode drop. See the show notes for our music credits. 